Hello, you're listening to the Talking Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. And today's episode is a discussional podcast episode where we talk about the news that seems important to us, jump into our community and answer some questions, and have a good time overall. But you can find us at otakuspirit.com. That's where you can find all of our news reviews, coverage in anime, as well as our wonderful community forum links at the top. Social media links on the right side. It's anime by fans for fans. No good times today. No good times today? No. Why? Because I'm in a bad mood. It seemed like you were quiet the entire time you were in here, so I'm like, oh no, this is going to get bad. You're going to have to really work hard to get me back in a good mood. Okay, okay. <laughs> I guess we could talk about what's going going on later since you're in a bad mood. Sure. Okay. <laughs> That'll, that could be our topic area. Uh, but yeah, we'll j- let's jump right into the news then. All right. Okay. We're working on it. Okay. We're almost All there. Right. All right. You're pretty good at getting me back out, out, out of my bad mood. How about our first piece of news, which Konosuba is getting a new anime project. Okay. You're good now? Yeah, we're, we're almost there. You're still not there? Just about. From that. <laughs> but yeah, they see you for uh, the show, uh, Fukushima, and, or Jun Fukushima and Rie Takahashi, who is, of course, Kazuma and Megaman from the show, announced it on Hibiki Radio Program. That it's uh, slated to have a new anime project, but there's no other details. So, it's going to either be a TV show or a film, and I doubt it's going to be a film. I don't I'm know. going with TV show. <laughs> I don't know if they would do a film of, of Konosuba with the way that it looks. Because then it would actually have to polish it up, and then it would look really weird on a... It'd be too stark difference if they polish it up, and it would look way too weird as it is on a theater screen. Well, hopefully they just keep trying to cash in on the money, Cal. It's fine. I'm, I ain't gonna complain. <laughs> I won't complain at all. Uh, but yeah, we've been we've been loving Konosuba. I love that first season. Uh, second season was off to a rough start, but ended up turning out to be really, really hilarious in the end. So, if you guys haven't watched that yet, you have to go watch that, or you can check out our review and see if it sounds good to you. It's it's a it's a trapped in another world show. Gosh, so uh, so, so overdone. Times. Gosh. Anyways. Let's jump on to the next one. Let's see if this this makes Chris happy. Uh, Harukana Receive Beach Volleyball Manga is getting an anime adaptation. Uh, what's the Japanese title? Is that, I guess this is a Japanese title. I don't think they have a Japanese title listed on there. They don't. So I think that, I guess that's it. But anyways, uh, it was revealed on the cover of the September issue of Haobunsha Mag- uh, Manga Time Kirara forward magazine <laughs> these damn names <laughs> uh the story centers around haruka a girl who has a complex about her uh that about how she is very tall and kanata who is uh, about to give up on beach volleyball because she is too short with haruka's height and kanata's experience the two girls form a pair to play beach volleyball in okinawa is that good? We could, we could, we may be able to work with this. Not there yet. <laughs> but they're cute. Look at all the pictures. I know. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Look at, the, look at all the cute pictures of the girls. You're not happy. You're never happy. And this <laughs> might this might actually be a haiku type show that I'll actually watch. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All the haiku fans suddenly hated Andrew. <laughs> I'm gonna watch haiku eventually. Stop. Okay, um, we're not we're not there yet, so let's let's move on. We have our next one is Seven Deadly Sins anime is to get a new season and a movie, or I guess Seven Deadly Sins anime is getting a new season and movie. I'm not sure if I said it that way. In 2018, this was announced on at the Nanatsu no Taizai, which is you know Seven Deadly Sins, the Japanese title, uh, FES event. They said the new season is titled 
uh, Revival of the Commandments, which apparently everybody's going crazy about. And uh, that's going to premiere in January of 2018. And the film is set to release in summer of 2018, but there's no additional details for that one. They're doing a, oh, they're doing both a new season and a movie. Right. Wow. And I don't think they've really said exactly what's in the movie, but I would assume that it's not going to be recapped just because of how it's laid out. Still, but you never know. Still, I'm still cursing Netflix because you, now you just made it worse. <laughs> See, <laughs> we went back down. No, no, <laughs> no. It, it is suck because it that again is another one of those examples of we've totally missed the boat on it because it was yep. on Netflix. It missed the rotation of anime that we watch, and so now it's difficult to break off just to watch that. I mean, I don't know if I have it in this particular. I don't think I do, but. Uh, there was, of course, uh, people talking about uh, Wake Up Girls coming um, in the following season here soon. It's like, I still have to go back and watch Wake Up Girls season one, the movie. I have it. I just have to get the time to watch that before the season comes out. Otherwise, I'm going to miss out on the next season. So, ugh, trying to get all lined up is annoying sometimes. But first world problems, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next bit. G-Kids licenses Studio Ghibli catalog for Blu-ray and DVD releases. Uh, for North America, this uh, this release includes in blue on Blu-ray starting on October 21st with Spirited Away, Howl's Moving Castle, Kiki's Delivery Service, My Neighbor Totoro, Ponyo, and Princess Mononoke. On October 31st, Castle in the Sky and Nasca the Valley of the Wind, and early 2018, My Neighbor's The Yamadas. Wow. So they're all getting re-releases again because <laughs> we just got like, I'm glad that I didn't go out and like grab all the it makes sense why all the disney ones were all like getting insanely cheap on like amazon and stuff and i kept wanting to go just buy them all but uh this might be a better release i, I have to look into it I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if this is a better release and if not then i can always go back and see if they still have some of the other ones kind of roaming around so it's crazy to have like this constant flow of these titles being released so well, the ones that I've seen that were probably the nicest looking were the Japanese special editions. Yeah, those were, those were pretty those cool. Those were gorgeous. Yeah, but they were digipacks, though. I hate digipacks. Mm. It makes me cringe. I, I found out the other day that uh, uh, Funimation did a digipack for the uh, Death Parade. And I was like, oh, no, I was just about to buy it. Now I'm, like, cringing. I'm afraid <laughs> of digipacks. Because they just like take this really gorgeous art on the back, which is it's pretty much all the Japanese releases do digipacks. Uh, they make this really gorgeous fold out background, and that's why a lot of the collector edition that you'll get will have these kind of really wide um, posters with them. It's because it's the digipack art. It looks really gorgeous, but then they take and they glue on these little plastic disc holders onto it, and it's like I'm afraid they're gonna fall off. <laughs> I think the only one we have that's digipack is uh, Green Legend Run. No, that was in a that's in a regular like CD jewel CD case. Yes, yeah. like a small one. It's really weird. That was the only one that I ever got that like that. So it it was quite the oddball. I guess it's only my music CDs that have digipacks. Unless you're talking about my um, Tenchi. I have a Tenchi set that's Yes, that weird. one is. That's a did. It's a very pack. thin one. Very thin one. But yeah, that would that would be it. Kind of folds out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just not a fan of them. I, I, they, I know they're not going to usually fall apart, but you know, over time, you would think those would be way less durable than a jewel case. So, oh well. Well, it's lasted 20 years, so I guess it's not that bad. It just sits there, though. <laughs> I bet you it's, I bet you it's worn out. No, it's it's dingy from just being old. Being old. You're old. But I mean, 
like the fact that like all this kind of gets messed up. The the well, that's just because frayed. it's cardboard. <laughs> that's what I mean, and that's the problem. This is like a really cheap digipack. I mean, it, it doesn't even have the clear background with the cool art and everything. This is just literally plain white. But that's the stuff that I like. That's cool. The prints on the all around it are just really gorgeous, but it just feels flimsy. It's gonna fall apart. Poor Tenchi. I'm sorry. I'm put you over here. I'm not making fun of you, Ryoko. It's okay, Ryoko. <laughs> Anyways, totally sidetracked the conversation, but yeah, I'm kind of curious if G Kids will end up doing a big release on it. They did say that they're not including uh, Grave of the Fireflies in that because the current distributor distributor has that. So, um, let me see here. The wind, the run rise is also excluded because of it, the fact that it's new. So, yeah, there you go. If you're looking for the Ghibli catalog and you didn't jump on those eleven dollar <laughs> sales that they had for each of the movies, you have another release coming, and you can see if that one is any better. Like I am. Cool. Uh, let's see here. This is so I'm gonna bring it back down. We just got you up there, and now we're gonna bring you back down, Chris. Are you ready? Um, my 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 emotions are fluctuating all over okay. the place. Me 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 me. The group that we've 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 had them on our our podcast music. Not, we didn't have them on. That would be really cool. <laughs> It'd be a really awkward situation. They probably wouldn't know anything we're saying. We wouldn't know anything they're saying, uh, except for maybe some choice words back and forth. But no, anyways, uh, the group that does a lot of music that we've had featured on our podcast. A lot of them on our uh, music podcast. Uh, we did like. Um, some of the music for Yamada Kun Seven Witch, I believe. We did the ones for uh, what was it? Akiba's Trip, um, Sweetness and Lightning. That opening opening we had that one in here as well. Uh, they are breaking up. They announced their, on their official website that they are disbanding after Mimi 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 Live 2017 Bon Voyage concert in September. Uh, and they also announced that uh, the Seiyu in the group, the group that the member in the group that is also a Seiyu, uh, Yuki Tako, Takayo. Uh, of the group is retiring from inter- entertainment industry altogether. Uh, the others said they uh, they said nothing about their future work, uh, but they did say that they are looking to express their their feelings in a different form. So they're going to continue doing entertainment, just not in this way. I guess is all you can really pull from that. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, Yuki Takayo also did voicing for characters in Yosakura Quartet, Noragami, Noragami Arakoto, which has me kind of worried about. A future season. Uh, they can totally pull her back. Blade and Soul and Yamada-kun and the Seven Witches. So. Sad day for us because really like their music. Definitely, definitely different style to it. So, Sorry, Chris. I'm bringing you down. Something like that. It's totally bringing you down. I'm disappointed. How about more Girls on Panzer that we won't ever get? What? We're still waiting on the movie. <laughs> the first. <laughs> We're still waiting on that movie that released, like, what, last year? Anyways, the official uh, Girls on Panzer website uh, began streaming a promo for their first film. Apparently, it's going to be first in the in six-part project, uh, so you can go check that out if you're a Girls on Panzer fan. You can go check out that movie, uh, PV. And a new PS4 game that we're never going to get. Yeah, and they also n- announced the Girls on Panzer Dream Tank match for PS4. They had a Vita game that I kind of was interested in, but I heard they had a lot of problems. I was actually thinking of importing it, but uh, it'd be cool if we can get a ps4 game and actually have it come over they said something about doing the dlc for world of tanks but i never did see it on the store um so there's some interest there hopefully this will be that's a good sign i don't know this probably not a good sign (laughs) 
but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, more Girls on Friends is always good. I definitely can't wait to see the movie eventually. Hopefully, we'll get that one. Uh, more sad news for Chris. Bring him back down again. Okay, you're Very supposed tell. to be getting me. No, this up. Is actually, this is a good thing. You can you can finally see the conclusion. You're getting more fairy tale. I'm getting more fairy tale. Yes, yes. that's a good sign. You're getting yes. You're getting a final season. I, this is my thing right 2018, here. 2018. You're getting another season. I am of fairy happy tale. now. Okay. I'm I'm in the mood. Let's do this this podcast. 2018. You're getting a uh, you're getting a season of fairy tale. <laughs> you tried so hard. <laughs> it was announced by the manga creator uh, Hiro Mashima on Twitter. He said that uh, there's a new season of... I, I think he actually said it in English, too. He said... Uh, let's see what he said in English. The, f- the, the, the season of fairy tale TV anime will go on air in 2018. The final? No, just the, the season of fairy tale. <laughs> yes, it'll be the, the final the final one. Ugh. So. Yes, there's, there's going to be a conclusion to the fairy tale series. I'll, have you been keeping track of how the anime is to in conjunction and timeline to the the manga are they not are they skipping anything I know they or are they actually keeping side by side and this is the conclusion that because we already heard the manga's ending yeah i i the, the manga was supposedly ending i don't know when they did that but yeah well anybody that's a huge tar- fairy tale fan out there that has been keeping track of both the manga and the tv series let me know if it is it the fact that the manga's ending is it you know, catching up and it will conclude next year alongside with the manga, or is this a case of them skipping forward to finish it off and they're going to skip some of the manga's content? That's See, I got the impression about. that Zero was, um, or uh, yeah, Fairy Tale Zero was kind of a filler to kind of space it out so that they can um, have time to work on the the, the final part of uh, Fairy Tale. Yes, I knew it was coming. I just. One of these days. We'll yeah. have time again, and we'll get back to that fairy cast. <laughs> and I can find out what that's all about. That's um, the only reason I'm not caught up on the show right now. That sucks. Well, have have they still been going on, or did they... I thought they stopped after zero. Well, I there was a chunk just just after a certain part and up to Fairy Tale Zero that I hadn't watched. Oh, that's right. I remember that. Okay. Uh, some more good news for you. The disastrous life of Psyche K gets a second anime season in early 2018 yes okay it took a while good a little afraid there Uh, this is announced by uh shuisha weekly shonen jump uh magazine they're going to have a second season of the show i think they were pretty much we were pretty much confirmed back when the other one ended so this wasn't a huge shock but uh it's cool to get another an actual confirmation on it so and next bit, Love Chinubio and Other Delusions, uh, the Take On Me anime film, has a second teaser video out there. And the only reason I'm pointing that out is, one, so that all of our fans of Love Chinubios can go check that out. Um, but two, so I can say that it is absolutely adorable and I can't wait for it. Because it had that little if noise that she usually makes <laughs> when she got caught by something. You gotta hear it. Here it comes, right? <laughs> if noise. She's stuck. She can't get out. <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, cute. Love it. Can't wait for it. In like three years. No, I think they already said they licensed it, right? Didn't we already say that they licensed it already? I don't know. I thought that that uh, Sentai. It seems like we it. talked about it a couple. Yeah, Sentai Filmworks has it. Yay. Soon. We'll get it. Uh, the Visual Arts launched 
Visual Arts launched a crowdfunding project for Kudwafer's anime project. Uh, for those that don't know, um, from Angel or Little Buster, sorry, yeah, they had a Little Buster's uh, visual novel, and at some point there's a spinoff for Kudwafer or Wafter, and they want to make an anime off of that, and this is where they're kickstarting to make one. Uh, they launched it on Campfire, which is a Japanese crowdfunding site. They said they want to do something for the overseas people because they can't really take you know crowdfunding on there for international. Uh, they are seeking 30 million uh, Japanese yen. Uh, they've already pretty much funded that. <laughs> they are reached that goal in like three days. Um, I think when I checked the site last night, they were at 44 million. So they're already well over that. So that's pretty cool. Uh, they do want to go for stretch goals as well, if they can get enough. Um, the original is to fund a 20-minute long OVA. Uh, if they get more money raised, that they will ra- raise the quality and the runtime. And their final kind of stretch goal is that they can make a theatrical version of it. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, it's slated for release in 2019, if everything goes well. And there's already a promo video out there you can check out. In, in case any of you lollycons don't know who Kud is, she's kind of the lolly with the um, with the huskies that chase her around and stuff like and that. And she, she yells English words every now and then. Yes. She's mm-hmm. really cute. She's adorable. Her little story in the first season of Little Busters was like, oh, that <laughs> sucked. But uh, I don't know if I want to have more of that unless it's going to be more fluffy. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty cool stuff. I'm, I'm, this kind of goes back to our discussion, like a couple of discussions podcasts ago, where we were talking about them doing Kickstarter for, for anime projects. And so it's a sign that they're still kind of keeping up with that. And now you have an actual, uh, companies that have source materials doing that in order to get their stuff adapted, which is interesting. But again, like we were talking about in that podcast episode, scary at the same time, because it could turn into a seasonal, uh, kickstart your anime every season. So. Choose your catalog of anime that you want to kickstart. Uh, yeah. So, moving forward, we have uh, some sad news. Uh, the uh, composer Masaka Hiro, Hirao, Hirao, I hope I'm saying that right, has passed away. Um, he was 79 years old, and he passed away due to pneumonia. Uh, for those who don't know who he is, he composed music uh, music main theme songs for Galaxy Express 9 and 9. Uh, Captain Harlock, and also contributed to the Rosa Versailles uh, musicals. So, really, really first tragic. Time. You were hmm? fine the first time. Rosa Versailles. I thought this was pretty important to tell our community specifically because, uh, for those who don't know, we do have a uh, regular uh, walk or not walk <laughs> kind of like an anime uh, book club kind of thing where everybody watches a show together. And the one that is currently selected that they're watching through right now is Galaxy Express 99. So, um, if you guys want to, um, for one, if you guys want to go watch that with them and converse um, with some other people about the show, kind of, I think they're they're probably around episode ten point right now, so it's pretty easy to get caught up because it's, I, th- I think it's like sixty episodes or something like that. It's really know. long, um, so you can get caught up and watch this project. Maybe you know as a way of uh, remembering uh, his work. So. Uh, and just to kind of throw that in there as well, um, and also another person passed away was, was uh, Shoichi Maso at the age of 57. Studio Kara had announced it publicly. They said that there was an unspecified illness that took his life. And, uh, of course, uh, Shoichi, Shoichi Maso uh, worked on Project Eiko as a key animator 
assistant director for Royal Space Force, and episode director and key animator for Neon Genesis Evangelion and the Akira film. So we lost a lot of really talented people that brought us a lot of really great memories. So that's um, kind of really sad. So wanted to let everybody know. Moving forward, we have the retail company Marui uh, has invested, is starting to invest in television anime products. Um, I'm not sure exactly what the significance of this could be. Uh, of course, it being a retail company, that does mean, of course, uh, retail uh, connections, uh, merchandising that they can do with this stuff. Uh, but their two first projects, of course, are on this season right now, and it's Aho Girl and uh, Suede Dude Children, which... Aho Girl has its problems, but they are both really fantastic shows, especially Suri Duty uh, Children. We were just loving that show to death. So if that's their first two, they're doing a really damn good job, so keep at it. Um, but I'm definitely looking forward to what other things they decide to invest Have in. Have we seen any product placements yet? Mm, Outside of bananas? bananas? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're going to start having like bananas all over the front of their store just for Aho Girl. Um um, cigarettes from <laughs> doing children. I don't know. <laughs> I want to say there was something, but I don't remember. I know there's been a lot of product placements here recently that uh, people were kind of pointing out, which is kind of funny. Uh, anywho, but yeah, I'm looking forward to see what else, what comes of that, what that can mean. It's it's nice to see that there are companies that are looking to invest in anime. It's kind of a proof sign that it's not a dying thing, um, and they're willing to actually put their money where they're where they went to invest in so it's cool come on friends finally we have a confirmation that we will get more kimono friends are you happy now yes i'm very your 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 levels are beyond i'm ecstatic especially after all those uh people are passing away this this makes me happy a fairy tale ending people passing away yeah this is a pretty uh, depressing podcast andrew uh, mimi 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 uh breaking up kimono friends is back but let's hold off don't get too excited uh basically a photo was posted on twitter uh of the fifth official guidebook for the anime which where are these at i want them <laughs> uh it's a wraparound jacket on this particular uh issue and uh it says that it's announcing a second season but the text also reads it will take some time so please wait oh i'm happy about that because I want this really small group of people who obviously were going to bring another season because it was like insanely successful. I think we said that uh, uh, the release of it sold like 70 plus thousand copies of it. So that's like insanely well. Um, so it's only, only obvious that they're going to do more of it. I wonder uh, if we're going to get a copy. I bet you Crunchyroll is going to do that. <laughs> Crunchyroll so? definitely has that and they're going to they're going to cash in on that. Any, but yeah, the uh, but we as we kind of noted, it is a small group of people that actually worked on this. It, that's why it didn't actually look that amazing. <laughs> we we acknowledge that it didn't look that good um, because it is a small group of people that are working on it. So I'm hoping this means that they're like going, okay, we want to make more of this, but we're gonna get started now. We're gonna work on this, and we're not gonna kill ourselves by trying to do it on the spot as the week by week goes along. So that's cool. Maybe that'll mean that we'll get some better quality as well. So I'm always, I'm I'm really excited to see what they can do. I'm excited to see them grow. I'm excited to see them uh, work on their their art and get better and better. Um, it's always a good sign. We got a panda up in there. I'm guessing that's a monkey. 
Because, mm. of course, it's got the Goku pole. <laughs> yeah, we've seen her in the other one. It was, she was part of the, the, hunt, the hunting group. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool stuff. That's uh, the black bear. I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah, she was with the black bear. They were running around hunting stuff. Yeah. New project announced by illustrator Tony Taka. Uh, Tony Taka, for those who don't know, is, of course, a, uh, a designer, character designer. Uh, worked on uh, things like the Shining series, uh, the animated, the both the animated and, of course, the, the video game series for, I, I believe, Sega. Uh, he's also worked on many, uh, adult visual novels. I absolutely love Tony Taka's work. Uh, he's actually, he's probably, I think he's easily my second favorite, uh, character designer overall. First being, of course, Ranger Murata. Uh, and I'm probably, uh, Bakemono Guitari's, uh, character designer. Oh, I can't think of his name. The one that does the, um, Bakemono Guitari did the, uh, Shinobu. Character designer did all of them. He's 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 quite the artist. I like him. He's the one, the same one who did the Etotama. World God Only Knows, right? Etotama. Yeah, World God Only Knows. Yeah, that's another one. Yeah, I think that he's kind of by default my favorite so far. I, I think also uh, Furukasaya. Really I think he also did Furukasaya. Akio Watanabe. Yeah, I, Watanabe. Remember Watanabe. I remember that picture every time. Yeah, Bakamontari series, uh, Etotama, uh, Fairy Tale VA? Oh, Storyboards and Anime Director. Wow, did not do that. Uh, Furugasai, yes. Furugasai, <laughs> that makes so much sense. Uh, World God Only Knows. Make sure to confirm all the ones. Nurse Witch, uh, uh, Komokichan, I remember that one. Popotan, that's definitely another one I remember from a long time ago. But yeah, that would be my third. So definitely Ranger Murata, um, Ranger Murata, Tony Taka, and then. Akio Watanabe. Apparently, he's doing Blam. Blamu. Mm-hmm. He's done for one. Yeah, the uh, the the kids in the show just scream Watanabe. So I don't know, he definitely cannot be because he's pretty faithful to the original artwork. Um, but I can definitely see the kids. I definitely seen his work in them. They're kind of cute like that. So yeah. Anywho. <laughs> He just announced that the, in the uh, weekly Famitsu magazine um, that uh, he's working on new work. So nothing really said exactly what. Uh, could be a visual novel. Could be an anime series. We'll have to wait and see. But I'm definitely looking forward to it because, like I said, if you just look online, I, I there's so many of his art books that I just want so badly. Um, but that's just signed with uh, Rinja Murata and Watanabe. Great stuff. Uh... Do you know what Tony, are you are you familiar with Tony Talker's work? Nope. Okay. I'm 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 gonna get Chris on the same page as I am. I mean I'm probably am. I just a lot of the shine if you see that you'll know it's like the shining a lot of this stuff. Just really gorgeous. Um a lot of the figures I've been wanting to give his work too, so Yeah, I remember the butterflies. Gorgeous stuff. I actually have that picture. <laughs> this one? Yeah. Yeah. Anywho. Moving forward, we have, uh, let's leave some lewd photos on the side. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, Monogatari, uh, they kinda announced want, a... I uh, kind of want that. Speaking of Monogatari, they announced a smartphone app. Uh, it's going to debut along with Awari Monogatari 2 on August 12th. Uh, no information about it. It could be a rhythm game, could be just... Uh, a Monogatari <laughs> rhythm game. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've ever seen some clips of one, so... I wouldn't put it past him. 
just have like all their little, I mean, they have so many opening theme it's, songs. It's, that, it's, I mean, they have, I have an entire <laughs> gigantic jewel case full of their theme songs that they made just for the show. Beats are staples going into Aradagi's yep. lip. Yep. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, we'll wait to see more of that one later. A new Gundam manga is coming out called Gundam Walpurgis. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, Kurokawa's uh, Gundam Ace announced uh, it's going to be starting in August. Uh, Hion Katsuragi, uh, the who did work on Gundam Age First Evolution, is drawing it. And Reiji Katao, uh, who did work on Unbreakable Machine Doll, is going to be writing the scenarios. So take that as a good or a bad, <laughs> depending on your taste. <laughs> it might be the very first Echi or Moe Gundam. No, I guess there's more. There's other Moe ones. Gundams are Moe. It's going to be taking place in UC 0089. So it's going to be in the Universal Century. We're going back to it again. Cool stuff. I'm sure our Gundam fans are going to be either excited or very angry right now. Uh, and the last bit of news here we have is Type Moon announced some new Fake Grand Order games. The first one being Fake Grand Order Arcade, which is going to be a team battle game. Um, it's going to be releasing in Japan in 2018. The project is, of course, um, Type Moon, Anaplex, and De- uh, Delight Works is teaming up with Sega to produce the game. So uh, it'll be a Sega type mashing up, I'm, I'm guessing. I'm going to. Uh, assume that they probably got a huge influx of money recently. It doesn't look... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> definitely see that. Uh, time to bank on it now, even though we'll... Uh, hopefully it'll turn into a, a PS4 game or something later on. I mean, they did it with the uh, the Cydia games. They turned that into a console game and then brought it over. They turned the Miku games... There, that's a good example. This is a Sega game. Hopefully they can work with Type Moon and them and do exactly what they would... Hi- uh, you know, Hatsumiku and turn it into a PS4 game and then bring it over to here. Um, it looks all right. Um, I'm not completely thrilled by it based off the fact that, you know, something like Extella and stuff didn't work out too well, but being Sega, see if they can do something better with it. I'm not too familiar with Sega having standout-ish hack and slash type games, but the art style looks pretty cool. Um, they definitely are pretty faithful to the cars. They're kind of bringing to life with it. You kind of, they kind of show in the PV the cards from Fate Grand Order, and they're turning into uh, 3D characters that are kind of attacking on a field. So, we'll need to see if it turns out to be anything good. But, uh, yeah. The other game they have announced is a VR game, which is uh, Fate Grand Order VR featuring Mashu. It's going to be a PlayStation VR game. Uh, it's going to release on the PlayStation Store in winter 2017 in Japan. Uh, it's a Fate VR drama where players enter the fake Grand Order world and meet their servant Mash... Kiri- okay, I'll say her name. Kirie Light. Uh, as usual, it's a uh, Japanese VR game that is creepy, but also I really badly want. So, yeah. If you want Mashu and you have a Japanese account, I guess you can download Mashu and play on your VR. Uh, that's it. That's that's all of our main stake of news. Any any notes on Mashu? She's she's disclosing right now. By the way, excuse you. I'm I'm. You're interrupting a very important oh, moment. And now for they're me. training. She got to train with only her, you know, tights on. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what this is. He's got kind of like a cone, and she's bouncing up and down on a ball. 
He's key, he's giving her, <laughs> giving a, her a rhythm so that she can work rhythm, on the exactly. ball. Uh-huh. She's exercising on the bouncing ball mm-hmm. with some physics included. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to figure out what the card thing is too. There's like they they have like the little you know Buster and Quick and all the kind of cards on there. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, there's cards up here too. It's kind of just like hitting it, nothing's happening, so I'm not quite sure. Maybe it's telling her to do something, I don't know. Anywho, moving on. I have a rundown on licenses, so um, let's see what we have coming out soon for everybody. We have Crunchyroll. It's already out, so. Crunchyroll adds to their catalog Charge Man Kin, Ibana Red May, Eureka 7, AO, Code Geass, Slayer's Revolution, Lightning, or uh, Laughing Under the Clouds, Guy Ray Zero, uh, True Tears, uh, Shining Tears, X-Wind, Pre-Tier, Michiko and Hachin, Robot- Robotic Notes, Grungrave, Fractale, Oni Eye, and Scrap Princess. So a lot of Funimation titles that are finally coming over to Crunchyroll. Again, I make a joke about the fact that it was supposed to be done at the end of 2017. But hey, they're working on it. Uh, so yeah, you all can cry and watch Hibana Red May. You can all be frustrated or blown away by Code Geass. You can all enjoy the wonders of Slayers. You can all uh, be absolutely infuriated like I was with the ending of True Tears. Um, and uh, you can all enjoy wonderful English stuff in Gungrave like Brad Birdley and Brandon Ohitho. And you can cry to Scrap Princess, which is a really awesome series too. Cool stuff. And Sentai Filmworks has licensed Initial D film trilogy. So if you're looking for some drifting CG action, you can get some Initial D. Viz Media has licensed uh, Dead Dead Demons Destruction Manga, <laughs> uh, which is really cool because it's by the author that did Goodnight Pun Pun, which is, from what I hear, a very excellent series that I have yet to jump into. They also got Black Torch, Kaguya-sama, Love is War, uh, Kimetsu no Yabai, y- Yaba, Yaiba, yeah, Yaiba, and Hunter x Hunter Phantom Rogue anime film. So that's cool. Made in Japan has licensed Two Heart to anime. Uh, Section 20, uh, 23 announced. It will release a Blu-ray on, uh, or release it on Blu-ray and DVD on November 7th. And there you go. That's, that's all it. of our news. That's all it. of our licenses. Seemed a little weak to, this time. done. Seemed a little weak. It was, a, it was a very quiet last two weeks. There was one other thing that I, before the podcast, was driving me nuts. I was trying to remember what it was. I can't remember what it was. Oh, they also showed off a whole crap ton of figures for fake Grand Order that Andrew wants to buy. Well, that's that's your problem. <laughs> it's, a, it's an ongoing issue, Andrew. I don't know what you're talking about. I did I did uh, pay for my re-release of, of Saber Alter. What is it called? Voltmark? I can't say that word. The really cool, good, smart company, Saber Alter. I'm excited for that one. Okay. So I get an unboxing for that eventually. Yeah, anything that you want to discuss now that we are through all that? What's been going on with you? Anything you want to mention? Not really. Not really? No. Just more fake Grand Order. We're doing the Nero event. Final fi- Final Fantasy and yeah, Final fake Fantasy Grand still, o- yeah. Order and, and anime. That's my life. And anime. <laughs> it sounds a little depressing. <laughs> That's my life. As he stares oh, off okay. in the distance with dogs. a blank stare. I have a lot of dogs. He just stares off in the distance with a blank dogs, eyes. And they're barking at me all the time. It's exhilarating. Let's move on to the community. If you want to ask questions on the podcast for our discussional podcast episodes, you can go to the community. 
go to coursetalkaspear.com. Up the top, there's a link for the forums. Sign up. Talk to some great people there. Go to the anime, uh, the anime cast forums. Go to the anime cast question thread, and then you can post your question there. Like QuestRam did. QuestRam said, hi all. QuestRam here. No, you're over there, not here. Sorry. It says, on a season-to-season basis, one common complaint I tend to hear is that the male protagonists uh, often leave a lot to be desired. To some extent, I can see the truth behind it. There is a decent share of empty self-inserts and hot-headed shonen protagonists floating around these days. While I don't necessarily dislike these types of characters, they do tend to blend uh, together after a while. That said, when I do come across an anime with a male lead, like I really tend to enjoy it. Uh, even in a case of lackluster story, solo protagonists can keep me engaged. For romances, a good lead is in particular is particularly important. Personally, my favorite male MCs uh, tend to be more laid back and introverted or introspective types. Uh, they react to situations rather than overreact and tend to play the straight man uh, with a bit of sarcasm. While I don't need to be emotional geniuses, I do prefer characters that aren't overly dense forward uh, towards other uh, people's feelings. A little bit of social awkwardness can be endearing to uh, to well, watching characters break down their barriers and develop relationship is very rewarding. That in mind, my question this week is as follows. We're finally there. Uh, what traits, in your opinions, make a good uh, male protagonist? By extension, what traits do you dislike seeing in a male protagonist? I would probably... I mean... Okay, Vegeta's autom- automatic. I, I, I want a Vegeta again. Yeah, Vegeta's epic. He's, he's like, the greatest. He's the prince of all Saiyans, obviously. Um, and he is the protagonist. And he is... Well, he's not the protagonist. <laughs> he's the um, protagonist. But um, I would probably say Trinity 7's um, protagonist. And it's more... I guess Aradagi is kind of in the same boat, but Aradagi does have kind of more of a... Um, a bend to be more uh, uh, introverted than he is more uh, extroverted. So I tend to like the more a character who's more mischievous and wants to mess with people and at the same time has that confidence about him and his um, what makes him him. Yeah, I, I will agree that often with, with Araraki, he's often way too passive and often just reactive to really everything. Uh, but there's times where he's just really, they just do well with him just kind of bouncing back and forth with somebody. So he, he has his ups and downs. Um, for me, uh, what makes a good protagonist is being comedic. Um, I love a teasing character, a strong-willed character. Um, for my bads, I'd probably say emotionless. I hate emotionless characters. Now, there's some times where it works really well. Uh, right now, a good example is class, uh, the classroom of the elite. Yeah, that main character he is as blank as all get, but I love his ability to kind of have snappy comebacks. Very uh, well, your guy very in, dry, uh, I guess. Your guy in the snafu one, he was he was kind of more yeah cynical. He was yeah. he just like straight cynical. And that's what makes him great. Is that he's just dark and, and mean about everything. <laughs> And uh, that often comes across as being really, really uh, comedic. So, uh, thoughtless characters. I'm, I'm with you on the idea of characters that just kind of don't acknowledge what's going on in the situation. They just kind of, oh, why is she upset? Oh, well, that's weird. I don't know. Probably because you just punched her or something like that. I mean, literally, they, they can run into somebody, hurt them, they're bleeding, and they'll run off and go, I don't know what just happened. 
that's just that's the point in which it's like really this is getting too far. But I do I do enjoy the and and it's so weird because I know why it turns a lot of people off, but at the same time it works for me in a lot of cases, and that is the the hot blooded blooded shonen characters who are I'm gonna I'm gonna make my way through, I'm gonna turn you into a good guy if it kills me, you know, the the ones who fight to make uh to to do their what they think is right. I, I like those I, characters. I honestly can't think of a single character that's like that that is like I like that character. Like like with uh Fairy Tale, didn't care about Natsu. Uh Naruto didn't care about Naruto. Um none of them that are like that I ever really connect to at all. So it's like even with a the last shonen show that I really liked was Ushio and Tora, and he wasn't like that. He was literally I wanna go see my mom. Yeah, I mean, it was. It wasn't. I want to save the world. He was literally never really like that, except for maybe towards the end. He, yeah, was, he Nur- was always. I'm in the situation. I can't do anything about it. I, and I don't know why it is. Naruto worked for me in a certain way, and and I did have this 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 drive to want to see him succeed. Um, Natsu, it was was a kind of in in an, in certain ways. I did kind of want to see want him to succeed. So maybe that's. That's kind of my thing for it. Is is I, I guess just technically Natsu wasn't really like that. I mean, they were really just about the guild. Yeah, they wanted to protect the guild, and they weren't really you know save the world, go out and fight. And I, I guess technically the manga, mangaka said exactly that. He didn't want to make a show about a character that was after you know saving the world. They were just about their guild. Yep. Um, so I guess that was an incorrect statement. But uh, I did. I, I wanted one... him to succeed because it was protecting their guild, and I like their guild. <laughs> yeah, fairy tales an awesome guild. That's the world, though. That's the, that's the world of the show. So I guess it's technically the same thing. Uh, my last one I have for, uh, for bads is abusive characters, um, which is I mean, you don't really see too often. I, I guess it's really characters that are just kind of – it goes in the same lines of thoughtless, uh, verbally abusive or just uh, emotionally abusive to other characters. Um, I guess the only one that pops in my head is Wolf Girl Black Prince. He's technically not the, the main character protagonist, so I don't know. Uh, let's see here. Next one from Quest Ram says, "How do you think the Japanese mindset, as subjective of a level as that is, affect how male protagonists are often portrayed in anime? Uh, what traits do Japanese viewers' culture uh, find desirable? Do these mesh with Western values?" I Whew. wouldn't say that they're kind of desirable because otaku are kind of considered a pariah per se in Japan. Yeah, I mean, if it was so. it was desirable aspects to it, they would be a lot more sought after. It'd be a lot more acceptable medium. I mean, I'm not saying that they're out there with pitchforks to anybody that's watching anime or anime in general because it's still a big, huge thing there. Um, but it's not, you know, a lot of the stuff there isn't really desirable. But of course, that goes back to our whole discussion where this covers a vast majority of of uh, of uh, people that it's targeted towards. Um, the, obviously the kids shows are very popular and a lot of the parents let their children watch the younger shows because the characters are, they want to succeed. They're going after something. They're active. They're doing something. Um, and of course there's the ones that are just because it, it said, poop yeah, and I the guess kid laughed. I guess I'm, I'm kind of automatically assuming you're talking about the other type shows. If you're talking about the strictly shonen, like the Naruto's and stuff like that, I'm just breaking yeah. it down. Yeah, I, no, I'm agreeing with you that those ones I I do believe that they do in uh, interject kind of traits that they think should be desirable. So yeah, I agree with that. 
And I think I think the idea of it affecting how the main protagonists are actually portrayed is something that is a lot uh, going different per show. Um, there are shows where they portray it very well. There's the more serious shows. I, I'm assuming like Showa again, Roku Roku Sinju is very tr- uh, faithful. Um, whereas there's other shows that would be. I, I heard the, this joke at some point that said, uh, um, thinking that anime is portraying us, a person saying a Japanese person saying this, uh, portrays. Uh, an anime character is portraying us faithfully is like us saying that Popeye portrays um, Americans faithfully. And it's like, yeah, I can kind of see that, but I I think that's the opposite extreme because, yeah, there's... Magic isn't real. It's not not like a fantasy show is portraying Japanese people properly by showing that they can use magic. Uh, There's always extremes to each side. There's some that are faithful, that are telling a very serious story, and the characters are very real and pop and 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 utilizing their culture because it is a show in their culture and there's the you know extremes that are just wacky characters doing stupid things uh uh kazuma from konosuba is probably not a good portrayal of a japanese person because he's just a character a character in a show that's being goofy and silly and his mouth gets really wide when he screams and he's about to explode but it's not a real person (laughs) so it's it's all over the place uh and do these mesh with western values (laughs) That is a loaded question. <laughs> that is a very loaded question. That's a very loaded um, question. It depends on the person. Yeah, it really does. I mean, I let's see how to how to how's the best way to put this. I think it's completely dependent on a lot of aspects. What the the question come it, that that is put to you should be why do you watch anime? And if you watch anime because you want something different, then it's something about possibly your 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 circle of influence that you want to get away from and you're accepting something that is from another culture that is vastly different than our culture some things are going to be in those things some things are not going to be in those things did i do that safely enough <laughs> i i pretty much have uh it, it it if you ask if they mesh with Western values, uh, not really. Uh, they have a different culture and they're not molded by what the West seems necessary. Um, so, like it or not, from an American's perspective, our media is often molded by what our society deems necessary. Um, and if you want to even going to more extremes to push an agenda, in often cases, um, what people be- what what somebody believes in is of course going to be, and what they believe in, what is normal to them, what is uh, a reflection of them is going to pour out on their artwork. Um, if if I were to go draw a dragon, I'm going to draw what I've been known for a long time, what a dragon looks like. If I'm, am I, if I'm raised in, like, China and they have a dragon looking a little bit differently, I'm going – and you ask me the same, to draw the same thing, I'm going to draw it completely different. It's all based on where, you, where you've grown up, uh, who has influenced you, what your beliefs are, and those mold into your media. And so when you have two different cultures that – Japan hasn't really necessarily been open to the world for technically as long as all the other countries. And so thus it has certain things that aren't quite as uh, meshed with our societies as some would like or as what little as some other people would like. So, yeah. We'll leave it there. What are some examples? Uh, this is a question I'm also. What are some examples of main, uh, male protagonists you enjoyed? Uh, a few of my favorites include Momonga from Overlord. That's an awesome one. Arara from Real Life, Hachiman from Snafu, Ooh, got a problem in there. Uh, Tomoya from Klenad, that's another good one. 
Uh, Kiritsuga from Fate Zero. That one's a dark one. Uh, Koyoya uh, from uh, GJ Boo. You have any off the top of your head? Well, we he covered a few of them. Pretty much, but, yeah, covered a lot of really good ones. But yeah, I've already mentioned that. Uh, mentioned Araragi. I mentioned um, Vegeta. I mentioned... You can say reasons why if you want to. <laughs> well, what you think? I have... Uh, I have uh, yeah, I'll agree with uh, Tomeya from Clanad. He's he's definitely one of my favorite male protagonists in a quote unquote harem type visual novel type show. Uh, just because he was very funny, he played off the characters really well. He wasn't just a blank male protagonist. He had emotions. He had a story. Uh, he was just excellent. I uh, also have uh, Shinji from Neon Jesus Evangelion. I know that's controversial. Uh, I thought he was an endearing character. Um, if you really take it from a... And I'm not saying that if you don't, you, something's wrong with you. But if you take it from a perspective of this being a kid, being thrown in a very uh, impossible situation, it, it's he's a very... As a character that gets destroyed and brought up and destroyed and brought up. And it's it's kind of interesting to see him kind of progress. Uh, let's see here. Lawrence from Spice and Wolf. Now, I this is kind of Lawrence, too. This is also kind of me reading the light novel as well and getting a lot more in inner perspective of his, of his uh, loneliness and his dealing with loneliness. So that might be swayed by that. Um, but he's a great main character. Uh, Daikichi from Usagi Drop. He's just, he did a really incredible thing and uh, raising that kid and and uh, not being selfish was was really, really cool about him. Yato for Noragami. I love Noragami, and a lot of that's because Yato is just hilarious. He's goofy, and then he gets really stupid, stupidly serious and awesome at the same time. Uh, Lelouch from Code Geass, um, mainly because of the how it kind of all unfolded in the end. Uh, Araragi from uh, Bakemonogatari. I mean, definitely can't go wrong there. Already mentioned Ushio and Tora. He, that was a great story. And Ushio, I, I can agree with. Uh, hey from uh, Dark and the Black. He was pretty dang epic. Uh, Isaiah from Dorada. Yeah, technically he's an antagonist, but he was technically my favorite character, so he became the protagonist for me. <laughs> I mean, he steps on cell phones of really bratty kids. That's always awesome. Well, and he laughs. it's it's Dorada who is the main protagonist in that salty, of course. But I, Isaiah, I guess of course. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. I guess technically for a long time there it was Isaiah for me because or, or salty because Isaiah was kind of gone <laughs> uh Sotaro from erased he was a really fantastic main character i mean his uh what he did was just incredible in that show uh onihei from onihei he was he was epic and i have yasaburo from eccentric family that was like a recent one for me because the second season i just love yasaburo and his mischievousness was was incredible no berserk guy berserk guy isn't he? Isn't he an an awesome protagonist? No, not. <laughs> if, if, as soon as I read the manga, I'll probably will think that. But no, not right now. <laughs> and the and the the old anime series is way too far gone from my head to remember if he was that great back then. So, and of course, Saber. Saber's a great main character protagonist. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? Leave for that you? one alone. <laughs> Anything else for you? <laughs> That's technically a spoiler, but yeah. There you go. You can make Tanya main characters the best. Yes. There you go. I'm a, I, I'm I'm all for that. He's just sad because there's no Lolly main characters. <laughs> Except for maybe the girl from uh, Zesta Plot. She's technically the main character. That boy is like who cares about him? It's it's all about her. Uh let's see here. 
Quest Ram rounds it out with, although they might not be as common, do you find many of the same traits attractive in a female lead? Are there any differences? What traits might Japanese viewers find attractive? Examples, uh, example characters for each. Yes. Yes, they're Comma? extremely different in Japan. <laughs> what a Japanese viewer is going to think is attractive is going to be extremely different than what a uh, a Western or American, in our case, uh, is going to deem attractive. Now, to an anime fan, they might be similar. But like, that's yes, what I was getting ready to if say. It's, is, if it's a random person on the side of the road, they watch a ditzy, cute girl be moe, they're not going to find it attractive. They're going to say, man, he's got a really annoying voice. But, you know, that's what's appealing over there. High-pitched uh, high pitch voices, whether you like it or not, uh, submissiveness, uh, waifu material, cook for you, that kind of stuff is attractive. And not to, you know, get controversial here, but that's something that's often seen as bad over here. So, yeah. I was going to say, yes, uh, I kind of find this the two attractive. So, um, in some cases female characters who are kind of more um, mischievous, like like Andrew was pointing out, uh, uh, Tanya the Evil. I, I got a big kick out of Tanya the Evil. Why? Because she's kind of smart, um, obnoxious in certain ways, but not obnoxious in, in the Genki way. Um, she's got the kind of mischievous nature to her, which I really kind of enjoyed. So, yeah, in, 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 in a lot of cases, the same traits will... Um, uh, draw me into that that type of character, but it's it's all in how it's it's a subjective thing in a lot of cases. So yeah, yeah, I don't, don't want to paint them into a corner either because there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, characters that they portray in anime that are you know kick butt chicks and they like that kind of of chick. I'm not saying that they all want this girl who will cook them, <laughs> you know, a bento box and 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 follow them around like a cute puppy. Uh, it's just that's often portrayed and that's usually what is uh you know a lot of otaku love and they will buy into them and they will make them their waifus so uh, in those cases like you know the the kind of in the middle with characters like you know rem who is just you know insanely powerful but at the same time this sweet loving wonderful waifu well hollow wouldn't have taken <laughs> off as much as she did if she was a just a quote-unquote submissive yeah. uh, waifu. So yeah, so it's not it's not as easy as saying that it's it's always going to be one thing, but there are there are certain things that do end up clicking uh, for the the fandom, and that's definitely what I mean. Oscar Langley Soryu, she's <laughs> she's not rolling over anybody, and she was she was hot and and a hot ticket item for the longest time, and of course Ray Ayanami was right on the side of her, and she was more quiet and and uh, submissive. So there's there's a there's a wide variety. And um, so it's hard to kind of pin it to a specific thing. You almost um, want to say there's as many waifus as there is otaku, but I don't think that works out. <laughs> it's difficult for me to answer the question of a main a main female lead. And if I see certain elements being more uh, appealing as a main character, because I don't really see too many main female leads that are not, you know, actiony or just a it's a straight moe type show. So there I don't I don't have much to work with to really decide. And I guess that's an unfortunate thing that we don't have a, a broad amount of different types of female leads. It's either it's a shojo and they are, you know, being hit on by a bunch of guys and she's often, you know, pretty blank character 
or it's a fun, happy club show with a bunch of female characters, and they're just having fun and eating cake. Um, so I, I've yet to watch shows like um, Black Lagoon, which has you know a kick butt female character. Um, but that's it's it often often the case it's going to either be actiony or or moe so or shoujo. Uh, yeah, hope that answers those questions. That's, that was a lot of really awesome questions. Thanks so much, QuestRam. That was, a uh, even though there was a lot of, lot of questions in there, <laughs> hopefully it didn't offend anybody. Um, our opinions are our own and do not necessarily reflect those of Otaku Spirit. Oh, wait, it does. Uh, companion Kyobe chimes in and says, what are you doing at the end of the world? Saving a bunch of lollies. Are you busy? Yes. Will you save us? Are you a lolly? You can't answer a question with a question. <laughs> you can't necessarily answer because we're going to have to wait until like, you know, three weeks before we can get another discussion on podcast so you can answer. <laughs> okay, now you, you, you ask it. What are you doing at the end of the world? I took a wrong turn. Are you busy? Yes, because I'm lost. <laughs> Will you save us? I don't know where you are because I'm lost. <laughs> All right. A new member of our forums called My Balls has chimed in. That's the most very inappropriate name, but we're going with it. Thanks so much for being a part of the community. Um, says, hi, Chris and Andrew. I'm really happy that I found your podcast and community. Uh, which anime had the best last episode in your opinion? Examples from, says, or my examples, uh, Yojo Sinki got me pumped for the next season. I could strangle someone for it. Uh, Kobayashi-san's uh, Chi no Dragon Maid, uh, or Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Uh, the Taidama, uh, Taidama from uh, at the end of the uh, series got me warm and fuzzy inside like nothing else. And he said also plastic memories made me cry like a bleeps. So what you got? I'm the, it, the, it's really kind of hard to pick on that one. I'm going to have to say probably Madoka or, um, or uh, Future Diaries. Because I think mm. both of those kind of really and 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 no i know that that you have i mean it, for me it, it, they they were really such uh impressive endings that i really i really was completely sold on them so yeah i'm guessing those will probably be mine all right um it's hard for me to answer this question just because it, uh, there's a lot of scenes that made a show's ending for me that i end up realizing aren't necessarily the last episode right uh, one of the ones that immediately came to my mind was Elf and Lead, and then I remembered that the particular scene that blew me away in that show was technically in the twelfth episode, not thirteenth episode. Well, and that's 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 what I was kind of worried about with mine. Is like, did, did, was it really the twelfth, the last episode for Madoka? <laughs> <laughs> and you try to remember what the, what was the last episode of you know, Jeff Evangelion? They kind of all meshed together and become this big blob of what? That, yeah, that was just a bunch of cluster. <laughs> Uh, I have down here Code Geass second season absolutely floored me with their last episode. Um, I'm not going to get examples of why in any of these because they're all spoilers, really. Um, From the New World had a really awesome last episode. It kind of tied everything together and kind of just kind of keeps blowing your mind or just expanding it so much that your mind gets blown. Uh, Scrap Princess had a really emotional last episode. I want to say that one was a impressive last episode too. Which that one? Scrap Princess. You watched that one? Yes, I watched Scrap I know you Scrap watched Princess. that one. I love that show. Oh, good. Kristen joins me in loving Scrap Princess. We're going to watch it again here soon. I uh, cried like a baby. <laughs> yes. But yes, I liked it. <laughs> uh, school Days. And no, that's not a joke. Because that last episode was the only good part of that entire series. Uh, All Noah Zero. Season 1 last episode. Because it had like 
me and I'm not sure about Chris. But I, the couldn't, I couldn't. I couldn't disagree. Exploding. I couldn't disagree more. That was the worst last episode ever. <laughs> no, but you can't deny the fact that everybody was screaming over that. It doesn't have to be best because it was a good thing. <laughs> it had everybody bonkers, and that's incredible. I loved it. Uh, Norigami Arigato had a great last episode. I want to say the Gachaman crowds. I want to say uh, that one. Yes. Were really incredible. Now, the first season bothered me just because there was this huge kind of extra episode that kind of was, or this bit that was removed. And yeah. it's and it still gone in a, the American release, which irritates me to no end. Um, but I want to say that the insight was incredible as well. Nice Sidonia season two's ending, or last episode was absolutely uh, fantastic. Just love the music. Um, Maria the Virgin Witch had a fantastic last episode. Very emotional. Uh, Punchline had a great last episode. Kind of tied everything together. Um, did some pretty cool twists. And Shobogen Roku Roku Sinju Season 2 was a, an incredible last episode as well. So, The Leap Forward. Great stuff. Uh, also says, which, or which, this is the one, this is the only question I don't get. So maybe you can go on this one. Uh, which one are you? Uh, choose the wife similar to your waifu and choose the waifu similar to your wife. I don't have wife. Is that, but you can't choose a, a waifu based on, or a wife similar to your waifu because are you talking like a real person? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> maybe you can elaborate and we'll, we'll answer it in another episode. Uh, sorry. Uh, on behalf of the CGI cast... Wait, what? wait, wait, wait. wait. Uh, okay. Maybe would you choose your wife similar to your waifu? Or would you choose your waifu similar oh. to your wife? Oh, that, that would make sense. Oh. <laughs> there's, there's the difficulty thing. Because it's like... Now, do they fall into the rules of the world that they're in? Because like, I would say Saber... But I don't have the if and according to the lore of that world, I don't have the mana to sustain her. So technically, she would just disappear. Well, it says similar, so that breaks that rule automatically. So you don't have to worry about that. Oh, so I can choose things to rip out of it. Okay, I got you. <laughs> We're breaking the rules. <laughs> <laughs> so you are breaking the rules. Um, I that's that's a tough one. I would would I. Because in the the way it go, works out in my head is, would I want a wife uh, wife that is similar to my waifu, or would I want a waifu similar to my wife? Um, I don't have a wife, so I can't do the other one. So I, all I can really do is go based off the other one. I people are too nuanced to. I mean, what if if it's a well written character? Then yeah, I guess you could say that character is nuanced, but. Real life people are way too nu- nuanced to just decide. I yeah, want a, so. <laughs> to you to bring this way down. That was told, that was in my head. It, it, yeah, there's this. There's an element that's like, yeah, technically this is all crap, and it's there's these characters are so simple because they're. There's only so much you can write into yeah, a character they're, before they're, you would die. They're, they're so too, you can't build an entire person and unless on, they wrote their entire life. And on top of that, they're so idolized in a way it, it, because they are projections of a writer's fantasy. Ki- fantasy. Yeah. So it, it, it's it's kind of difficult to say that I want a person who is like – because there's – 
But at the same time, people are kind of annoying as well. So I can't really go on yeah. that aspect. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a side of me that's like, yeah, I do want a a wife that is not anything like an. I, I, there, there's a side of me that uh, that says that if I ever do get you know, go after somebody, I'm going to make sure that they don't watch anime because that would be the only person that would keep me from getting too much into it. it there's a kind of a fear there of of marrying somebody that's into the same thing you are because you, you're just thinking you're going to get just stuck in it or one of them is going to fall out and then there's going to be a ruin right there. Um, but there's also a side of me that's like, but yeah, but Rem, <laughs> I would love this well, really I was faithful the same girl thing with who Roy. would kill anything <laughs> that would harm me and she just wants and she cherishes everything about me and will go on a 15 minute long dialogue about how she loves everything i do there's a, there's a side of me that wants that so yeah it, there, there's a creeper aspect to it and then there's a reality aspect to it and i don't really want to give an answer because i was thinking the same thing with rory i would love to have rory but you know eh. I think that she can be kind of dangerous in certain situations. I don't think you could keep her chained down. She'd be gone. It's like, um, I'll come back later. So I guess the safe answer is I'm going to have to choose a wife that's, or a waifu that's similar to my wife. Yeah. What can I say? And on behalf of CGI Podcast, what you think? Uh, what do you think will happen if the anime industry would uh, get unlimited rendering for free? Um, and why I, I, I'm assuming this is based off of the idea of if it gets if it gets to where it's free to render things, where do you, what do I think will happen? I think it will change the anime industry. Um, what what they do is when they find a new technology, when when anything creative finds a new technology, it jumps on it um, to test it and to innovate, and then that kind of remains there until it becomes cheaper. And when it becomes cheaper. Everybody jumps onto it because it's easier and it's cheaper. Uh, technically, like we talked about a long time ago when we talked about like how anime is made, when they used to do like hand-drawn, hand-cell-shaded, painted, every character was painted, every frame was hand-painted, it was photoed, and then it was pulled in, uh, put into a, a stream. And then at some point they got into, you know, digital and started drawing on, you know, t tablets or scanning in and then and coloring on a computer. Uh, it made it to where all you had to do was hit fill and fill in an area rather than, you know, paint stroke, smooth paint strokes on a, on a piece of page for every single one of them. So technically they've they found that technology got cheap enough and they jumped onto that. And now you don't see anybody hand drawing that stuff anymore, except for maybe backgrounds. Maybe it's gonna have maybe the same Ghibli. thing. It's gonna be the same thing when they go into um, CGI. When it gets to the point where you can render, you can create. There's enough assets, and they can produce it well enough, and people accept it. They're gonna jump board real quick, and it's all gonna pretty much be uh, CG. So, yeah, your opinion? Nope, I'm I'm much with you on the all the way. All right, except for Ghibli, because Miyazaki's stubborn. I kind of wonder what he's going to do there. <laughs> They're going to like, where's all the equipment? We threw it all out. Nobody uses it anymore. Go build it. <laughs> they're going to have to, they're going to have to rummage every warehouse to try to find like paintbrushes and stuff. <laughs> uh, Blue Spark. Uh, thanks for all the questions. Uh, Blue Spark says, okay, going for some different, uh, something different this time. Uh, if any of these questions seem personal for you or too personal for you, uh, please feel free to ignore them. I'm ignoring them all. Move on. No. <laughs> uh, 
Do you have a favorite dish? How could you ask me that? That is perverted. Oh, a, f- a favorite food. Okay. Not a tableware. So he's already broken the joke that we could have gone with, which is like a uh, spoon. Pretty much. I, that's the that's the thing that I put in my mouth. <laughs> you eat spoons, so why not? Uh, <laughs> I think I've already actually answered this. I, I, I always like shrimp, so. And for dessert, cheesecake. I used to be um, lasagna. I don't know what my favorite food is anymore. I'm I'm weird now. What do you generally eat? <laughs> I guess we're getting into those questions. How often do you pick Beef. your food by preference versus out of necessity? Prices availability to ease. Pro- this could probably all be answered at the same time. How uh, conscious of you are your nutri- nutritional balance? And lastly, uh, do you? Uh, okay, yeah. Um, we're both changing right now, so yeah. It's kind currently, of we're in a, a very weird place. Um, I am currently on a paleo diet, and so yes, I'm extremely conscientious of my nutritional balance right now. And I'm just kind of slowly dropping things off that I don't need, and uh, and keeping track of how that's affecting me. (laughs) Like three years ago, I got rid of sodas and that was a drastic change for me. And so now I'm looking for the next thing. So, but I'm, but I'm the one that if I see something I want, I'm going to go for it, but I'm not going to keep at it. So lastly, to steer things back on topic, have you ever been tempted to eat a particular dish or piece of food by watching an anime? No, no, I've I've never well, been a fan I of have, food I have I really 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 want to try true Japanese ramen. I I don't know why I want to try real Japanese ramen. <laughs> I can agree with that one. Like my point is that when I watch stuff like Food Wars and all that kind of stuff, it just it just yeah. doesn't look uh it 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 does they do a good job of making it look like oh this is scrumptious and stuff, but it just doesn't really work for me. And it, I've never really been appealing it. I I don't sit there and drool when I watch these plates kind of uh, fly out there. I, and I know that a lot of people that kind of works out for them. It just, for me, it, it just doesn't appeal to me. Uh, and that's, that's something I, I had a continued issue with watching Food Wars and it's an issue that I now have with Restaurant to Another World. Uh, and uh, what was the the graffiti? Uh, Kafuka graffiti? Mm-hmm. Had an issue in that one as well. Um, but yeah, I, I do agree that something like uh, ramen... I, I, that's something that's been for a long time has always been you see them the curry that big old bowl and they're just su- souping up uh, ramen is yeah I made curry one time it was a little bit disappointing but but chances are I didn't do it right so I mean no matter how you look at it I had no, curry. I'm not Japanese so I had big uh, shot I know <laughs> I had, what was, was the other one I made I, I made corn, something else I think it was corn curry that I had one time and it just and it was from a, a really good chef. She was she was a fantastic chef, but it was not good, in my opinion. But that's, yeah. I made something else at one point, didn't I? Mm. No, I did curry once, and then I did something else. I only remember curry. You made something one night, but I was sick, so I, just, I didn't have anything to do with it, so. Mm. Uh, I think you made uh, the crepe thingies, but yeah, like I said. Oh, yeah, I, the I crepes didn't, didn't work out at all. They were too thin. They didn't. It, it long story. <laughs> uh, I still want to try, uh, and th- this is like the opposite effect because whenever I see it on an anime, I go, "That's disgusting." But I still want to try the the fermented beans. What do they call it? The natto. Natto. I want to still try that, even though the shows make it look disgusting. I'm not. I don't have much of any interest in that one. <laughs> I just, I just to go back to his point earlier. I think I've heard what of I would how do. Good it is for you. So 
If it tastes good, I'll do it. <laughs> I will smell it once. I may try a bite, but I don't have a lot of interest in that. There's got to be some way around here that but has, like, But it's more because of the nutritional American thing. <laughs> right. It's great for girls, not for guys. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Oh, poor little Tyga. Anyways, uh, thanks for the questions, uh, Blue Spark. Uh, let's see here. Mythbus Man says, Hey, long, not, long time no talk. I've been busy with life being a, on a long family vacation in Vietnam. I actually seen that on Twitter. Good. Uh, glad you have fun. Welcome back. With the influx of questions, I doubt that my questions will be answered in the next discussional podcast. So some of the stuff will uh, that I will ask mention will probably have already happened. You're not too far behind. Yeah, we only got a month off. And there's, these shows are still on, so it's good. So, with Greek creators being out, I have a scenario for you guys. Pick one character per genre that would be a fit, uh, be able to fill the shoes of each character in Recreators, and put yourself as the main character. Which size would uh, would those characters be on? How would they react? Who would win in a battle? And who would have uh, been the first to die? Uh, who would be the main villain? My gosh, I'm so. Are glad we technically I- spoiling? No, you're making you're making you're, you're creating death? new you're putting new characters. You're gonna choose new characters across the board. You're not you're not we're not talking about recreated characters. Uh, thankfully, I actually pre set up for this one. Now, what I was wanting to do is I wanted to choose. I, I didn't want to go for the obvious, which is you know we already talked about the fact that the director worked on all this stuff that easily kind of is referenced <laughs> in the show. Um, so I did kind of a similar thing where I took all the characters and I labeled them based off of what they're from in the show, and I picked a character that I think society, the anime f- community, wh- what characters in anime right now would actually have this happen if they were following the same lines of their source material and what they are, and the popularity of that character in in, in the world world. Um, I got uh, Megane. Uh, who is technically a light novel at- antagonist, I chose Durarara's Izaya, because technically he is probably the most famous character in that show and the light novel, and he's not even, you know, the main character. Uh, for Alistaria, uh, who is a character from a manga, um, I chose Saber from Fate Say Night Night, um, of course. I choose Ruler. Even though she's technically from a manga, there is a manga <laughs> of Zero, so there you go. Uh, Rui... Uh, the Mecha, who is the character that is from a Mecha uh, anime. I chose Charizard as Nabal from Metal, uh, uh, Mobile Suit Gundam because when I think Mecha and a very popular character, I think Charizard Uh Mamika, uh, who is the a magical girl character, a main character from an anime. I chose Serena from Sailor Moon. I almost wanted to do Madoka Magica, but I think you can't deny that Sailor Moon is technically the most uh, well-known magical girl across the board, even if you don't like Serena. <laughs> uh, you can even go with maybe uh, Karkaptor Sakura. Um, I would probably put even her above um, um, Madoka. Uh, I couldn't think of anything for Yuya, who is the antagonist of the manga. Um, or um, that was another one that I couldn't think of. Maybe that was the only one. Uh, or Meteora. I couldn't think of an, uh, an RPG NPC that was that would be really popular, that would manifest. Uh, Celicia, who is an anime character and in the light novel, I chose uh, Rem, because she's from a fantasy-type show, and she's really popular right now. 
Uh, Blitz, who is an anime character and a manga character, I chose, of course, Vash from Trigun because that's the only character I can think of that's popular that has a gun. Um, really, really popular. I guess you can go with uh, the guy from... Um, Oh my gosh, I can't think of that shit. They just, they just did a re-release of it. Um, Funimation did. Oh, I feel so bad for not knowing the name of that show because I loved it. Anywho, moving on. Uh, I also have uh, Himegimi, uh, who is a character who is, of course, the you know the military chick from the show. That's the main antagonist. Uh, I chose Ellen Baker because <laughs> Himegimi is technically a character... Uh, if you watch the show, you know how where, where she's technically from, and she's outside the realm of most mediums. And Ellen Baker is technically a character who's just based off of an art who blew up in a huge sensation. For those who know who Ellen Baker is, she was a uh, a moe moe looking anime personified looking character that was in a uh, a teaching book. And then every it blew up on the internet, and everybody started making fan art of her all over the place. So I think she kind of follows the same idea where she's not from something. She's just something that was made, and then it blew up from there. It became something that it wasn't technically not from the beginning. So I thought that Ellen Baker would be a perfect <laughs> example. And last one, of course, is Hikayu, uh, who is, of course, the character from the dating sim that we've recently met. Um, I chose Michiru from Grisaya because that's the only dating sim character that I can Poor think thing. of that is popular. <laughs> Poor baby. <laughs> <laughs> and she'd probably fall in the same route oh, of man. what Hikayu went through. So, poor Michiru. <laughs> if I get to choose, like, all the... If, if, if this whole thing manifests strictly from my own like, loves and, and, and interests that things are on my mind on a regular basis... Then it would be Saber from Fate Stay Night, Ram from ReZero, Shar Asnabal from uh, Mobile Suit Gundam, uh, Claire from Claymore, Sakura from Carcaptor Sakura, uh, Asuka from No Yonjinsi Evangelion as a Becca character, uh, Yato from Noragami, uh, Sengoku from Monogatari series, and uh, Tomoyo from Klanach. She would be the, the random uh, dating sim character. And just an oddball character I threw in Hollow from Spice and Wolf uh, as an oddball character. And how I would say it would play out is that Shar Aznabal would, of course, be the person that just doesn't like this world. I mean, we just watched Gundam Origins, or the Gundam The Origin, and his story is just bad. It, it's he, The stuff he's gone Yata through is, is your neutral bad. <laughs> so Shar Aznabal would, of course, be the character that would say, I hate this world of creators because of what I've gone through in my world. This is this... I'm entertainment to you kind of thing. Um, he would lead all the bad guys. He would enlist Saber, because I think Saber would be also be of that mind of following him and this idea of, of breaking something. Now, there's the element that you could say that it could be that Saber would be too righteous for that, but I I could also see her kind of following the same line as Alisteria, where she sees something noble in that. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not saying this is all going to be peachy for me, because I wouldn't like that. I don't want Saber to be a bad guy. I'm just being fair. Uh, Claire and Asuka, I think, would also join the bad side, um, just because Asuka is kind of a fireball like that. And Claire, I think, can be persuaded. I think Char is smart enough that he'd be able to persuade uh, Claire. And then now the only other side would be all the other characters. I think they're all noble enough that they would kind of follow me <laughs> in my attempts to save everybody. 
Um, I would protect Sengoku off the side, but she could kind of be in that certain phase of the story, so she could technically not need any help. Um, Tomoyo would just have to kind of hide. I'll have to hide her. Uh, Hollow would kind of give me strategy the entire time. Definitely like economics and stuff like that. Yes. So and she can always turn. She can always turn into a wolf and just tear up people. So that that works as well. Um, But yeah, Yato is going to stay neutral. He's just kind of like I don't really. I'm going to go make money. So you guys kind of fight. I'm going to I'm going to be over here making money to make my shrine. So I would probably have to make him a shrine eventually, just to get him to follow me. But until that time, he's going to be pretty neutral. So the first, if I would say that there's going to be a death. Mm, I'm gonna say the first to die. I don't want to. I'm not, I'm not gonna say a certain one specifically because it could be something you can lead into recreators. So I'm not gonna say anything more than that. Oh, that's the only one that probably go to. Tomoyo. Uh, I want to say. Be fair, Tomoyo. But she's hiding. I'm keeping her hidden. But yeah, if she does come out, she's dead. If she comes out, she's dead. I, I want to say... Sakura would be a good one, too. I mean... I'm going to say Char. Because I don't think... I don't As much as he is clever, unless he stays in the back line, he's the most mortal of all these characters, I would say. Because if you, if you go down to all these characters, like they all have like some kind of power. They're super powerful. Uh, except for Asuka and... Um, Asuka, Tomoyo and Char, those are the only ones that are technically, like, mortal. So, and if, and if like, yeah, that's I, I, I the only one that I can see that would actually go down, unless, like I said, Tomo was out there, so, there you go. That was a lot. I hope that was entertaining in some way. <laughs> I, I, I see I that gonna, question and was, I was like, gonna, I have to prepare for this. I was gonna replace, um, uh, Hime with, um, with, uh, Tatsuya from Magical School. Hime from Tatsuya. It's uh, not the same. Sword Princess with uh, with um, with uh, the god from the god boy from uh, Irregular Magical School. Yeah, if you're not going by based off of what technically they're from. Right. Kind of, I I I I am not going to be able to do all this in two seconds. So. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say something when you came home. But yeah, you might want to look at that because that's going to be a long I did glance through process. everything. I just didn't see that that was a... a very involving question. Yeah. You managed to pull that off us every now and then. Um, Mythbus Man also says, uh, I am planning on going to my first ever official con, which is PAX South next year. Have you guys ever gone to a con? Plan to. Uh, what advice would you give to the first time con goer? No, we've never gone. Thanks for bringing it up again. <laughs> Somebody brings it up every couple of months and makes us sad. No, there's no cons really near us. It usually involves a plane trip, and I know I, I like I've mentioned in our la- last time it was actually asked. I, w- I was thinking probably next year will probably be the first time I go to a con. That will that will really rely heavily on where we're at in real life because there are things happening right now with us that kind of make it hard to plan things. So. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, advice, I'll just say the advice that everybody gives you. Um, don't get con uh, sickness, whatever it's called. Con uh, wash, crud. Wash on a regular basis. Wear a, ga- wear a gas mask. <laughs> don't shake anybody's hands. Use um, deodorant. 
apparently get any kind of uh i don't understand why things <laughs> um um jump uh, learn to jump really high that way you can jump over people um don't tackle don't bring people. weapons you probably won't get to the door uh don't glomp yeah, yeah, don't don't do the glomping thing. People don't like as much as people like the glomp. There's a lot of people that don't like the glomp. So, don't glomp. This is so amazing that we're doing like these suggestions that we have no clue about. Um, <laughs> if you see a saber, do not touch her. You got that? Stay away from a saber. <laughs> uh, see as much of stuff as you can. Have fun. That's yeah. a good one. I think that, I, that's yeah, a, man, we got some good suggestions here. Um, see, I I, I bring I, lots I, of water. I, I almost want to go to one of these cons just to see how, if it's really as bad as people. Everything I've heard. I mean, I I do know that there is this thing involving geeks that you know we some of us are a little under. Um, we don't hygiene very well, but I don't think it's as bad as that. I don't <laughs> no, think we're on, the but problem. The, there is it. <laughs> That's a lot of people. That's not just a taku. <laughs> There's a lot of people in the real world that stink. I deal with them on a regular basis, and we're not at cons. <laughs> people just stink. It's not an otaku thing. It's not a geek thing. It's not a video gamer thing. People just stink. <laughs> Some people get it. Some people don't. And when you mix a lot of people in one location, you notice it. So don't 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 say that it's one thing or another. Um, and con crud is not a thing about that as well. It's you have a lot, a lot of, of people, people in together, one place, <laughs> and they're all shaking each other's hand. And one person forgot to clean after going to the restroom. That's that's all it is. Uh, I hope you loved our. We have never gone to a con advice. <laughs> this is your public service announcement. Buy lots of good stuff. Have fun. I hope you have fun. Um, and yeah, when we get when it gets around to that next year, and I actually do have some things planned, I'll definitely let you guys know, and uh, it'll be great to meet up. So, next one, I'm pretty sure I have asked this in the past, but I just wanted to pop up and uh, the subject again and provide a suggestion. I know you all want the possibility of a guest on the podcast, but don't have the time. What about having a guest on each discussional podcast and talk about the question subjects with you guys? Uh, we did that a couple times uh, with Logan, and uh, I think we did that with Lolly Knight. It's just like, again, um, as as good as a suggestion that is, we're already doing that, and it's just a time thing. It's not really so much the a t- circumstances in our real life uh, it makes it difficult to plan that accordingly, and yeah, it's it's a lot of effort. We want, we're going we're gonna to do some more again in the future. It's just trying to get the things kind of situated for it. So, thanks for the suggestion, though. Uh, do you guys listen to any kind of music outside of the usual anime OPDs? Um, yes, yes and no. <laughs> it's rare, but yeah. Uh, I usually on the side will listen to some dance music, uh, trance music. Uh, nothing really outside of that. Classical music. I love classical music as well. If it's not J-pop or anime related, it's going to be trance, uh, dance music or classic. I know that's a really weird kind of trilogy or triangle there but that's my triangle of of interest uh yeah you also have um speaking of anime opds uh i know that andrew sometimes uh, posts their itunes links on twitter and i was wondering if there is an archive of them i love listening to opeds but i can't find a mass archive of them if you go to our main site in the 
Uh, it's in the mobile version as well, but there's a search bu- uh, search area. If you search for music of, you will get pretty much all of our musical podcast episodes. Uh, if you go to the top link where it says podcast series, you can see a full list of all of our podcast episodes or music podcast episodes. Um, for a while now, I want to say for the last two years, so about eight seasons, I have been trying to retroactively go back to those lists, see if those songs are now available on iTunes, and put that link in there. So if you go back there and look at those podcast episodes, like I said, it's only going to go back about six or eight of those seasons. Um, I have all the, I have them linked as I went along and kind of updated them. So you can find all the iTunes links there. So I listen to hard rock most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Nobody cares about you, Chris. <laughs> okay, go be sulky again. I do like dubstep. I I did find I liked that quite a bit. Um, and I do do the the it, more more kind of um, epic type classical I, is the best way I can describe it. It's not classical in the sense I don't care for Mozart, Chopin, stuff like that. I do like them, but I don't care for them. I like the more Braveheart, um, the 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 kind of uh, really high orchestral um, kind of fantasy type settings, or kind of in, in bagpipes. Yeah, well, okay, Celtic stuff. I do like that stuff. Yeah, you said one of those, and I go into talking about classical, and it suddenly like triggered you, and then you want to act like I never let you speak. No, I I wanted to to when you said that I was like okay I I forgot well, don't that act part like of it. I wasn't let you talk. No, I was letting you finish your sentence and 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 it went right into the next part of the the next question. I wasn't saying that you didn't let me talk. Um, also, I noticed here recently because if you guys heard, listened to our musical podcast episode, we were talking about uh, the fact that Myth and Roids on iTunes, but only for Apple Music subscribers. Um, so I decided, hey, I'll throw $10 so I can listen to it. Um, and I decided to see if I can get my money's, money's worth. So I started checking out a lot of what they they have in their catalog. And there's actually, I'm assuming people make playlists on there, but there's a lot of playlists in there that are spring 2016 musics or openings and um, or music or like that. So there's they, actually people that are going out and finding all the music that's on iTunes that are from a season and making a playlist of it. So if you have Apple Music... Look in there, see if you can find those those uh, particular playlists. I'm not sure exactly how you search them, but uh, they popped up immediately for me. Um, and I think that's because I was hitting a lot of things like Myth and Roid and stuff. So that's an option as well. Let's see. What was that? Uh, wondering if there was... A, yeah, I already got that one. Um, Mythbusman also says, Do you guys follow any esports leagues? Uh, Counter-Strike, uh, Overwatch... Uh, what's y'all's opinions on esports? And if you don't, uh, uh, esports, if you don't follow any, I, I just never, it never connected with me. So no, I don't, I don't watch them. Okay, following would imply that I actually watch it on a constant basis. So no, I, I don't have a lot of interest in it. Um, but I did play League of Legends for a while. I'm not that good, so <laughs> take that for what it is. I used to play. Uh, Medal of Honor, like, religiously back in the day, but I wasn't in an eSports. Uh, of course, that was that technically wasn't eSports around back then. So. The, the problem with League is you almost have to play it. You have to play it online, and I suck compared to everybody else. No, I did not like with Medal of Honor. 
It's like the early days before Call of Duty. You Call of Dutyers, you don't know the old days of Medal of Honor. Anyways, uh, <laughs> there is another bit here. Um, says uh, Mythbusman says, okay, so I have a pretty personal question up next, and I just wanted to put a warning in it if you guys wanted to read it on the podcast. Um, yeah, my question was like, do you want us to read on the podcast then? <laughs> Um, so yeah, we're, we're fine with answering it. I just hope it's not, uh, anything that's going to put you out there. So this is a long one though. Uh, this is a pretty personal question and I wanted to ask you guys for some advice during this past spring college semester. I pretty much failed it due to my growing anxiety, depression problems, along with, uh, just being lost in life. I have been getting counseling, helping and, uh, help in the college. And I do plan on going outside, uh, to get outside professional help, uh, when I get back. But I'm not just, uh, I'm not sure what else uh, to do. I just kind of feel like uh, lost in life, not sure what to do with my future. I haven't even found my passion, what I want to do for my future job. I'm just taking computer uh, science just to have something at the moment. Right now, I guess I have three passions with food, airplanes, uh, airports, airplanes, and Overwatch esports. I love eating and talking about food, watching food documentaries, and if I have time and money, making food. Uh, then there would be airplanes, uh, airports and airplanes, which I guess I have a fondness for them. And I want to, uh, I might want to get work um, at one, but not sure how to start. Then Overwatch Esports. I would actually l- seriously like to go pro as a coach, um, which I am already volunteering coaching uh, two very low-level teams. Uh, but Esports is a very shaky thing, and not a lot of people in the U.S. consider it a real job, along with my parents. Would you guys have any advice for a lost soul? Sorry if the question is too long, or if this is too heavy, you guys can cut it up if you need to be. Ah, uh, um, it's, I mean, I'm not a counselor, so I'm going to put that at the front of it. Um, all that can really go based off is life experience. Um, it's easy for me to say, just do what makes you feel fun and, and is great. Um, but that is also something that I have dealt with um, at some point going, okay, I have this that I really badly want to do because it's fun. But it also doesn't technically pay the bills. I would love to. A long time ago, I I wanted to go out and be a photographer. I wanted to, I wanted to go buy a camera, drop everything, jump in my car, and just be a photographer. And then I then I started kind of calculating, and I'm going, how the hell would this make money? I wanted to be an artist at some point, and then I realized how many artists are <laughs> like a lot of money. Oh, let's see. There's like a, a a list that you can literally put on a single sheet of paper of the people that actually make money off of being an artist. So there was like all these things that I wanted to do. But none of them, I when I thought about it, didn't logically make money. Um, and so I ended up having to go with something that I thought was going to be sl- solid, which was uh, technically computers and repairing computers. And then I found out that is pretty much a crappy job now um, as things kind of change in the future. So, um, yeah, there's, there's always the thing of it's easy to go with what's fun. Um, it's always important to enjoy what you're doing because you're going to be doing it for a long time. And you're, you don't want to be working till you die you want to have fun till you die um so there's always this balance of can you find something that is secure because that will help with uh it's going to take one less thing off your mind how am i going to pay the bills you don't you you almost don't want to have that constant fear to add on to everything else because you're talking about depression and anxieties having the issue of am i going to pay bills might just add to that so finding something that you enjoy and will make the bills is great if you love airports and airplanes i think that's a perfect thing to kind of jump into because it's something you enjoy and it's something you can get into um esports uh, yeah that's that goes along with my artist kind of thing is like will that make money is it a secure thing 
Um, there's only so many teams. Um, will they be successful enough that you can make money off of it? That's something you're going to have to examine yourself to see if it's something that's one you're going to be able to enjoy and enjoy enough that the warriors aren't going to drag you down. So I know I'm not helping at all, but that's kind of where I'm at. Um, I, I do kind of fear the idea. I think you should do what's fun. If esports is what's fun, go do it. Um, you just have to examine it enough to know, is it going to be, is it going to support you? And two, is it going to be, if it's going to be less supporting, is it going to be too much stress and worry that it's going to be counter to it being fun? Because you could do something that is you think is going to be fun, and if there's too much worries, it's going to be a nightmare. I pretty much agree. <laughs> Just um, don't 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 let the world um, beat you down. I think that's the biggest thing. I, I the only thing that I can really add to what Andrew has already said, because I would pretty much agree with him. D- trying to find a healthy balance between what you find fun um, and making sure that you'll always keep yourself on a stable path. Don't don't let don't let your don't force yourself into something that you know that it just because it sounds like it's going to take care of you for the rest of your life don't force yourself into that i i screwed up in certain aspects of my life and it made it to where i was never able to really truly reach my full potential and that kind of sucks but I've never, I I try really hard not to allow my life to dictate my happiness. And I think that's something, if anything I can give you, that would be it. Don't let your life dictate your happiness. Just choose something that, 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 that you like to do and go with it. Um, if you want to do the, the, something that is as shaky as being a, and, and, and I agree, it's one of those things that if you have, the coach is kind of the person at the back. It's, I seriously doubt that somebody's going to um, make sure that you're taken care of out of this team of stars in your group. So, yeah, you may be able to eventually work yourself up enough teams that can maintain a a solid f- flow of taking care of you. By all means, go with it. Do what you want to do. But at the same time, remember, like you said, even yourself, that's a shaky uh, a shaky job. Get yourself the combination of the two. Go with both. Make yourself a... a Why not have both? Yeah, have a, have a part-time where you're doing the coaching and, and do a full-time as the... Um, your your second place which was being in the in the airport just do do what you want to do and make yourself happy um well, I, it sounds like the the sh- uh the food thing is a very very much an interest of yours but you're not really sure about it and i think that that is a very very viable there's people who want food all the time and somebody who can make really good food guess what you're king <laughs> yeah i was gonna say to jump off what you're saying about the esports and stuff uh, also take into consideration the idea of not necessarily going for the things that are shaky, even if it's – if get into something that will be supported by esports or esports is supported by. Um, one of the big things you always hear whenever somebody talks about, um, you know, I, I like video games. I want to get into the video game world. Um, a lot of the interviews with uh, studios and stuff and, um, you know, like Country, country World, all these – Groups that are part of a fandom that support a fandom with some kind of media, all those interviews they always say the same thing. You don't always have to go for this. Remember that we don't work without an accountant. We don't work without a an IT person. We don't work without this. 
if you love esports and you're into computer science, you can get into something that is, you know, supporting them with the computers. I mean, always think outside the box as well. And it can also go along with it. You can do the coaching alongside, I don't know, supporting them with uh, the equipment they need or repairs they need. So there's always options out there. But yeah, it's always comes down to do what's fun for you. Always balance the stress of it not being a fully supported versus being a supportive uh, job you can go with. And, and, uh, and I'm sad to hear that you were having the issues that you were having. Definitely, if you ever need to speak, definitely just send us a PM on the forums or hit me up on Twitter. I, and I know this may sound a little bit silly, but think outside of the box. If you can find a way, don't let anybody tell you what you can and cannot do in in your life. If you think that you can become a, a superpower um, Overwatch team builder and you can pull 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 put out 50 uh world class teams out of your uh your place in arkansas by all means do it don't let anybody tell you what you can and cannot do do what is you you be you yes (laughs) um yeah, I hope that wasn't too much of a downer for the end of the episode, but I definitely didn't want to shy away from um, answering that question because you were, Myth Buzzman, you were bold enough to tell us uh, what you're going through. And uh, like I said, I was sorry to hear. And so I wanted to support you by actually uh, bringing that out there. So yeah, uh, everybody, please, if you if you know Myth Buzzman on the forums, definitely uh, you know chime in there and, and give him support because um, he's been in, with our community for a while. Um, so definitely want to show that we're coming together. Hope you guys enjoyed um, all these questions and this podcast episode, all the news that we went through, um, and my stupid breakdown of what I would do if I was in a recreator world. <laughs> um, but yeah, if there's anything else you want to add before we close things out? Nope. No, no, no. All right. Well, we hope you guys I'm not, enjoyed. I'm not, I'm not mad no more. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good. I would, I would hope not. Otherwise, it would have been a very depressing way to leave this episode. <laughs> but again, we're from the TalkySpirit.com website. You can go there for our news reviews, coverage of Noodle Anime, as well as our wonderful community form links at the top, social media links on the right side. We're anime fans that are bringing you the goods because we are anime fans. And we all love to share anime together. Uh, that's one of the big things about our uh, community is uh, enjoying anime and uh, supporting each other and enjoying and watching together. Yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Discussional Podcast episode for the Otaku Spirit Anime Cast. Uh, again, you can find us on Twitter. You can find us on uh, iTunes, all your different kind of feeds for podcasts. Uh, definitely, if you want to support us, you can support us vocally, or you can go on iTunes and leave us a review. Uh, we also have a Patreon account, which we want to, as usual, thank all of our Patreon supporters for the continued support through Patreon. Um, it keeps the hosting paid. It gets... Uh, any kind of equipment upgrades. I remember at some point our wires blew up and <laughs> it was like snap. We were able to get some new wires too. Um, and they've been really good wires, by the way. I'm really glad with these ones. I thought we were going to get a new mic. You yeah, sent that those other fell through. You sent those other ones back <laughs> and I thought we were getting new ones to replace them, but I don't know what happened with that. Yeah, that was a really expensive return. I didn't really want to jump and buy another one. And it was like, <laughs> look really shady because they came in really broken up boxes. Maybe eventually. Uh, We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And again, we thank everybody for their support. And y'all take care. Oos!